My name is Pastor Mike Landsman, and this is the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. This podcast is taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. I pray that as you listen to them, they will be a blessing to you and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's what we have for today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. My sermon title this morning is Turn and Live. This morning, we will be baptizing a child into the family of God. She will be clothed with Christ, sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, and become one of God's elect who have been regenerated through the water and spirit as our Lord Jesus Christ himself commanded us in the Gospels. And though not directly dealing with the themes of water, the texts this morning still speak towards the Holy Sacrament we will be participating in shortly. When I was reading from the Old Testament text in Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 25 to 32 sort of stood out in my mind because we have basically two questions that are laid out by God himself through his prophet Ezekiel. And it's essentially God says to them, you say this, but I say that. God essentially is asking them a rhetorical question, which is, is my way not just? I think that one question, how we answer that, would do well to help us frame our spiritual and our moral lives. Well, the answer is, of course, yes, your ways are just, O God. And so God gives two examples of this question. Is my way not just? Actually, I'm changing the sermon title right now to Is My Way Not Just? Because I like that better than turn and live. I can do that. I'm calling an audible. God gives two examples. The first example he gives to illustrate this is this. If a righteous person turns away from his righteousness, in other words, if they sin by committing injustice, they will die. In other words, the consequences for sin will be made manifest in them and through them. And then the second question is, if an unrighteous person turns aside from evil, will his his life not be saved? And we saw this in the reading last week, actually, if you remember, from the prophet Jonah, where he went and he preached repentance. He expected judgment, and he saw God's mercy on display when he wanted to see God's wrath. And we talked a little bit about how God's wrath and judgment is not capricious or arbitrary, but that God's wrath is always meant to bring about repentance. And it did. We don't like that. And we don't like it if an unrighteous person turns aside from evil. In other words, those who turn to evil will perish, and those who turn to good, to righteousness, will live. And this is just in the sight of God, because justice for God is not just a state of being, just like being just, but it's also actually doing justly, living justly in our spiritual and in our moral lives. And then he says to the Israelites, you guys say that the ways of the Lord are not just. So they're essentially saying, in their view, right, the righteous person who turns to evil and reaping death as a consequence, and the wicked person who turns to good receiving life, this is unjust. Because aren't they a good person who just made a mistake? That's not how things work. Like oftentimes you'll see it when heinous crimes have been committed. Well, this person, they were, they're, they're actually a good person if you got to know them. They just 
accidentally stabbed 40 people to death, right? <laughs> they slipped and fell. This is lunacy, brothers and sisters. Because the turn to evil is never just instantaneous. It's never just a turn to wickedness like that. It's all of the little decisions that we make that lead up to our turning and embracing sin. This is a major problem then, and it's a major problem now. And we ask God this very same question ourselves. When God says, is my way not just? We say, no, God, your ways aren't just. Actually, our ways are just. We essentially say as a culture, as a society, just like the children of Israel, no, God, you're wrong, we're right. We get to dictate to you what we think is just, and then you need to conform yourself to how we believe. But no amount of special pleading, no amount of deconstruction of scripture and tradition will make wicked actions an act of justice. And here's the thing we should always keep in mind. God knows better. God knows better. We think that the commands of God are meant to be a killjoy sometimes. We think that the commands of God are meant to stifle human creativity or human flourishing or human relationships. We think we know better than God. But here's the thing. God knows better than we do. God knows better than we do. And this is harsh words to his people then and to his people now. To those who think that they know what is true and what is just. Our notions of what is just and doing justly continue to conform to what culture tells us is just instead of resting on God's word. He says, therefore, I will judge you. Cast away from you, he says, all transgressions that you have committed and make yourself a new heart and a new spirit. Why is that? Because the passage ends, I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. And we see this reflected in the parable of the sower today. One servant says, when the master says, I want you to do this, one servant says, yes, I will do what you ask, and then doesn't do it. And then the other one says, no, I'm not going to do it, but then changes his mind and goes back and does what they were told to do or asked to do. Which one does the right thing? Well, the second one does the right thing, even though he said no at the beginning. And this is framed by Jesus, to meant, is meant to, to drive them to repentance. It's meant to drive them to repentance. And John the Baptist, right? He goes out and all the people come out to hear him. And he says to, Jesus says to the religious leaders, John the Baptist went out and he was preaching and he converted all these people and he brought them back to faith in God. And you didn't believe him. You didn't heed his warnings. So today, when we talk about baptism, this little one today is obviously not wicked. Right? Our, our children are, are not wicked. As much as they keep you up at night, maybe with screaming or crying or whatever, right? our little children are not wicked. Right? Graceland is, is, hasn't committed any sins, right? We're going to baptize her in a little bit. She hasn't committed any sins, right? The problem is being human. She, like all of us, we are all prone to sin and unable to not sin without divine grace. Like all of us, we are all subject to sin, enslaved to sin, and enslaved to death. And we all share in corruption and mortality. We naturally will think that God is unjust and that we are just. 
But baptism is the divine reversal of this. It's our liberation from sin. It's our liberation from death. We sang in the first hymn this morning about the symbols that we celebrate here in church. We talked about the, the font and the, and the table. And it's not just a mere symbol, but it's our very real participation in the life of God. Baptism is the divine reversal of our being enslaved to sin and to death. Because it's our divine cleansing from the corruption that sin has stained in every one of us. It seals us as the promise of the resurrection. It reorients our souls to God. It washes our sins away. We are regenerated in the waters of baptism by the Holy Spirit. And it's our initial act for many of us of turning away from sin. And it's a lifelong rejection of sin. And it's the embrace of what is good and true. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And our pattering of our life after him. But we must also always remember the danger. Because righteousness can be turned away from. As we heard in the reading from Ezekiel. That God's righteous people had turned from righteousness to wickedness. Right? And baptism is not a get out of jail free card. Right? Or a reverse in uno. The sacraments, we should probably take a second to talk about this. The sacraments of, of, of holy baptism and holy communion, the Eucharist, they are not magic. This is not magic tricks that we're doing here today. It's not a get out of jail free card. I was baptized when, when I was a baby. So when it comes time for me to be, meet the big guy upstairs, I'm good to go. That's not what baptism is. That's what life in Christ is. And baptism is, is, is also not just something we do to bring families together, right? To, to dress up our children in pretty outfits, handsome outfits. We are doing something real here. Something is happening. Hence the promise is made. Will you raise this child? In the faith? Will you continue in the faith? Will they come to claim the faith for themselves? And that's a question for us, brothers and sisters, that we answer every single day from our baptism through the rest of our lives. Will we continue in the faith once delivered to the saints, as St. Jude says in his epistle? Will we continue on living justly? Will we continue on in the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Will we daily take up our crosses and follow him? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves every single day and make a decision to live that way every single day. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when God says, is my way not just? Our answer should be yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast for Zion Stone Church. I'm Rev. Mike Lantman, and I'd like to extend to you an invitation, if you're ever in our area, to please worship with us Sunday mornings at 1015. If you'd like to get a hold of me, or would like some information about the church, or just have some questions, feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page or via email. Thanks for listening. And may God bless you.